God's Word is an open letter to His people. The New Testament specifically is filled with actual letters to local churches. Today, on Enjoying the Journey, we open one of those letters and hear the heart of Christ for each church member. Let's join Scott Pauley now in the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Dear church member, your church family needs you. Imagine going to the mailbox and finding a letter addressed to you as a member of a local New Testament church. And as you open the letter, it begins to define and detail and describe exactly what the Lord wants from you as a member of one of His local churches. Well, when you open the pages of the New Testament, that's exactly what you find. Uh, what do you think all of these books are? They're not books. They're letters. They're epistles. Uh, they were written, of course, to believers in another time, but they are written for us. All of these things are for our admonition and for our learning and for our growth. So imagine that you're a member of the church in Ephesus, or you're a Christian living in Colossae, or you're a part of the, the work of the Lord in Philippi, and you receive this letter that says this is what the Lord expects from you. This is your relationship to God and to God's people. Well, I believe this with all of my heart. That was exactly the intention of the Holy Spirit when He not only inspired but preserved these sacred letters for us. And I want to call your attention to one of those letters. We call it the book of Hebrews. It was written to Hebrew Christians. I mean by that believers who had come out of the, the mere empty ritualism and formalism of their Judaism and now they've entered into an understanding of who the Messiah is. They've experienced the wonderful grace of God. They become followers of Jesus Christ. Hebrews is filled with doctrine, filled with great theology. But remember this, God's doctrine is always practical. It leads to a change of life. And when you come to the end of the book of Hebrews, you find lots of practical things addressed. In Hebrews chapter number 10, beginning in verse number 25, we read these very practical words. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching." Now, that's just one verse, and it's a great verse. It's a verse that I want to zero in on in our next two or three studies as really an anchor verse, but we're going to look at the context of the text. We're going to look at the verses around it, but I'd challenge you to do something, and that is memorize and meditate on Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25. Listen to it again. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Oh, what a beautiful word, that word together. As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I repeat, dear church member, your church family needs you. I'm convinced that this is a time when God's people must remember that the church is not a mere organization. No, it is not that at all. It is not simply something that you attend. It is not simply something that you pop in and out of when it's convenient. It is rather a family. And when we gather together, it is just that. It is a family meeting. In fact, it goes beyond merely being friends. You see, you can be friends with someone and you can forsake a friendship. You can find other friends. Uh, but if you could begin to see your church as a family unit, well, every family member is essential. Every family member needs every other family member. And maybe, just maybe, if believers started seeing their church 
as a family, they would not be so quick to leave it because you don't just up and forsake family. And what of the gathering together of our family? Well, I think we need to start thinking of the gathering together of the church not as a once a year family reunion, but a regular family meal. I don't know about you, I don't want to miss the family meals. I, I need to be fed and I need the time with my family. And so, dear church member, your church family needs you. God designed it that way. In fact, the little word together is a reminder of this truth. Uh, we are spiritual blocks in a building. We are spiritual members in a body. We are members of a family. All of these analogies that are used in the New Testament for the local New Testament church are reminders that we need one another and we all need Jesus. Now I said to you I was going to show you the context of the verse, so let's back up just a little bit and begin in verse number 22 where the Bible says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. We all ought to stop right there and say, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are faithful to us when we are so unfaithful. Well, those two verses, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 and verse 23, describe our relationship to Christ. We can draw near with a true heart. We can have full assurance of faith. He talks about our hearts being sprinkled and our bodies being washed. In other words, God's changed the inside and God has changed the outside. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And because of that, in verse 23, we're to hold fast to that profession of our faith without wavering. But then when you come to verse number 24, there's a shift. Listen to it. And let us consider one another. Do you hear it? In verse 22, let us draw near. In verse 23, let us hold fast. And in verse 24, let us consider one another. He moves from our relationship to Christ to our relationship to the church. I hear people sometimes say, well, I have the Lord and I don't need anybody else. Well, the person who makes that statement is someone that does not understand the principle of Christ's church. You can't separate the head from the body. You can't say, I love the head and I don't want the body because they go together. They are connected and so your relationship to your church is vital to your spiritual health and the spiritual health of the body. We're living in a generation in our world where people are thinking less and less of church. In fact, it has almost become a tack-on to their regular schedule and if I can work it in. And now, with the convenience of technology, well, I can, I can sit at home and I can simply observe. Be very careful about this. There may be occasions where providentially we're hindered from gathering together, but if you're not careful, you're going to become a spectator and not a participant. Dear church member, your church family needs you. Let me give you three simple things that the church family needs from you. First of all, they need you to consider. The Bible says, let us consider one another. Do you hear that? Are you a considerate person? Are you a considerate person? Well, as a believer, you should be considering not just yourself, but the needs of everyone else. Did you know it's possible to even start looking at church selfishly? What can I get out of it? What can they do for me? How did I feel when I attended? No, no. I'm to be considering one another. You see, the Christian life is a one another life. The Lord Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and He expects His followers to do the same. Number one, consider. Number two, provoke. That's right. I said provoke, but not in a negative way, in a positive way. Verse 24 says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. This is the right kind of provoking. 
Now, this is not stirring of anger and strife and contention. No, this is stirring others to love. How do you do that? By loving yourself. Stirring others to good works. How do you do that? By exercising good works yourself. Dear church member, your church family needs you to consider them, to provoke them, and then thirdly, to exhort them. The Bible says in verse 25, but exhorting one another. There's that expression again, one another. I'm afraid sometimes we think the only exhorting that gets done is from the pastor or the, the Bible study leader. God wants every one of His children to be exhorting, encouraging, edifying, building up one another. This is what a New Testament church looks like, and this is how it's supposed to operate. I repeat to you again, no matter what culture says, no matter what American Christianity may look like, at this moment, dear friend, dear church member, your church family needs you. If you're not a member of a local New Testament church, I want to challenge you to join one immediately, to attach yourself to a local body of believers. And if you are a church member, make up your mind by the grace of God, you're going to be the very best church member you can be. Your church family needs you now more than ever. Dear church member, determine to be a church member that will encourage others and please Christ. Thank you for studying the Word of God with us today. For further resources or to order Scott's new book, Revival Praying, we invite you to visit us online at scottpauley.org. Tell a friend about the daily broadcast and plan to join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.